Hey there, welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. Hello, Hello everyone. Hi. We are Happy on... Thursday. Happy Thursday. We didn't forget this week, so we're good. <laughs> that was two weeks ago that we forgot. We've been yeah. good now for two weeks in a row. That's good. What's tonight's topic? Uh, we're talking about rider positions. We're talking about rider position. I have a free webinar this Sunday on rider position. I hope you guys are all coming. My slides are epic. They're going to be really good. We have the 30-day rider position challenge, and why is rider position important? Uh, I can tell you a brief little story about the lesson I taught today. Please do. So, uh, she's been riding for, what, a year and a half or so now? And she's and, doing really well. Yeah, she's doing super. You guys yeah. will all see her because we're going to video her later next month. I think. Anyway, so um, she's really starting to understand about soft hands and sitting deep and she was lengthening and shortening the strides and not pulling on her horse's mouth. And uh, he took a, some bird flew off and he took a step, right? A couple big steps, but she was sitting in the right way. And so he spooked off and two steps and then everything all calmed down. She goes, oh, it's so much better when I'm sitting. So there you go. Nothing, nothing teaches like experience, but you know, to get that experience, it takes, it just takes what it takes. Yeah. So, but that yeah. is why rider position is so important is because it keeps you balanced in the saddle. And when you feel secure and you know that if your horse spooks that you're going to stay with your horse, it makes a big difference. Right. That's the one thing. It keeps you safer to be in the right place. Um, then there's also the clarity of your age, the understanding of your horse. You don't have miscommunication. That helps your horse relax. Your horse is more relaxed. You're more relaxed. It all feeds itself. Yeah, definitely. And, but one thing I went and taught a clinic in Utah last weekend, which was really fun. The mountains were beautiful and covered in snow. One thing though, that everyone does, every single person does is lean forward and pull and bring their hands up. Yeah. And that is instinct. I think it's human instinct. Right. When and we get scared, we just want to grab. And get fetal. And now here's the yeah. thing. Just like with the horses, it will happen for us too. And it's happened for me. Um, training supplants instinct. Yes. Okay. And the reason that I sit back and put my hands down when things happen is because I've had so many people tell me to do exactly that when something was happening. And so now that's just natural because the instinct supplants, tra uh, the training supplants instinct. It doesn't happen right away, but if you keep training, your body will automatically do the right thing when that happens because, and I don't know what day that happens, but it will, your training will overcome your instinct. Yeah. And that's one thing, that's why I'm doing the 30-day rider position challenge is because it's like really focusing on that retraining of your brain is identifying like, okay, these are my issues in my position. 
And I'm going to really work hard to focus on those issues and really work on those like two or three issues. The more that you focus on it and repeat it, the better it will get. And the other thing is video and photo is huge. So it was so funny at the clinic. I was teaching one of the ladies and her husband was there videoing. And I kept telling her, like, sit back, sit back, sit back, sit back, sit back. And then the next day she comes to her lesson and she's like, wow, I did not realize how much I was leaning forward. And that's like very typical is that your proprioception gets a little messed up where you think, oh, I'm sitting back, but you're not. And so video and photos are a huge help to um, to work on your position. All right, well, they've, I've I didn't actually do the study. I, I wait for the research to come to me, uh, but they've done it. And they say that you learn roughly 80% faster looking at videos of yourself rather than somebody telling you. So that's why if you watch any uh, professional sports, they're on the sidelines with the notepad looking at the videos because you learn it faster that way. Yeah. But, but I mean, again, that's because so much of our brain is visual and honestly that's why online training works it was really interesting and in, when we we're in omaha we interviewed a bunch of students well i did you were i don't know hiding. visiting I'm the train sure I station i was, I sure was interviewing students and i was asking them like because i didn't really think you could learn to ride online like i didn't believe that when i started my youtube channel it was like how does that work for you? And a lot of people said because of the visual and because when you're on your horse in a lesson, there's so much going on. You have to be thinking about the bird in the bush that might spook your horse and the other horses in the arena. And like, there's so much going on, but if you can just sit there and watch the video and focus when you're not on the horse, it's like a whole different um, experience and it allows you to expedite your training time. And I know for all of us, we only have limited time in the saddle. So why not make the best use of it? Right. Because you know, what you do outside of the saddle certainly helps what you do in the saddle. Yeah. Yeah. But rider position, like going back to my Utah clinic, and I like going to clinics, it's always challenging because you fly in and you like basically meet 10 new people and 10 new horses and you have to really quickly assess the horse assess the rider and then try to come up with a plan that will make a difference for them in a short period of time so it's a challenge which i really enjoy but every single student at one point or another we focus on their position like it always comes back to that because what happens is that the way that you are positioned affects your horse and the way your horse is going affects your position so it's kind of this like it can be a negative symbiotic relationship like if your horse is tense and downhill it's going to cause you to tip forward but then the more you tip forward and pull the more tense and downhill your horse gets and so um the other thing i do and i know you do this too a lot of times with students is just like they're riding around they're riding around and you can see what's wrong with their position and a lot of times i'll have them stop come over and then i'll actually move their body oh, yeah. into that correct position because i think a lot of times you again you don't realize how off your position is you think you're in the correct position yeah i've had a couple of uh 
spectacular moments with uh, with Albrecht, actually, both of them. Recently, um, my mare was getting me to take my left leg off. I mean, just it wasn't anywhere yeah. near here. He, he was like, what are you doing? I was like, hmm, imagine that. So, yeah, they're better at training us than we are them, for sure. And so he saw it, and it's really changed the way she's went more comfortable. Because she's hot, right? So my leg was off like an idiot. And uh, yeah, putting the leg on, she's much happier. Yeah, but the horses, they do, like, it It becomes, like, this compensatory relationship. Like, you're crooked. Codependent, I Code, think. Okay. <laughs> Code, I, didn't, I couldn't think of the word. Codependent. Like, your horse is crooked, and then you and get you more crooked, crooked. And then they get even more crooked, and that's where you need, like. And somebody shows up and's like, what are you, what on earth are you doing? You need marriage counseling. Yeah. Like seriously, you need lessons or you need photo or you need video. So, um, okay. So Mitch has a good question about the 30 day rider position challenge. I don't think you get a good position within 30 days. That is true. Is the challenge then for somebody who has already a good position and wants to get better? No. So this is the thing about the challenge and it takes a long, long time and you're never done working on your position. Like even when we interviewed Stefan and Anna at World Cup, they're the top riders in the world. They're still working on their position, but you have to identify uh, and what the rider position challenge is about. You're going to take video. I'm going to show you how to assess your position. You're going to identify a few things. And that's going to be your focus for 30 days. And yes, you can change habits within 30 days. Are you going to ride like Stefan or Anna at the end of 30 days? No. But if you don't sit down and say, okay, these are the three things that I need to focus on. And you're going to repeat that mantra every day for 30 days. You're not going to fix right. it. Right. You get the awareness and then you can really focus on that and make the change and then develop that habit. Yeah. And sometimes I think with riding, it's hard, like you need a deadline, you need something to work towards. Otherwise, you're just kind of going around and working on things. And even for me, like, I'm excited for the challenge, because there's a few things in my position that I know I need to fix, that I know are affecting my horse and having the motivation, like with a Facebook group and all the encouragement and everyone working together, it it becomes this like movement where we're all working towards a common goal. So, so I like that. Is that ale? What shocked me in the videos was my hands. Yeah. Okay. So my mother would tell me that I have to keep my elbows in control. So I was a teenager. So this is, you know, going back a couple of weeks, <laughs> a couple uh, of weeks. It was his birthday. Everyone please say happy birthday. I'm 49 again. I um, was away at the clinic on his birthday. So we had to celebrate last night. Oh, Alejandra. That's Alejandra. easy. Alejandra. Okay. It's funny. That's my, my middle name, Alejandro. So there you go. But anyway, so there's my mother telling me to fix my elbows. And so I see the video and my hands would be still and my elbows were doing, I was like flapping like a bird. And I saw that in the video and I just wanted to die. But anyway, at least that was a long, long time ago and it's not happening today. Yes. <laughs> Videos can definitely be um, very, I think, like disheartening because you think that you're doing everything right and you look so good. And then you watch a video and it can just be 
it could be crushing, <laughs> but but that's how <laughs> you get better. You know, I mean, you get past the emotional and get back to changing that reality. Yeah, because if every like you just you have to get out there. You have to see video, and until you see it, you don't believe it. Because I bet if you hadn't seen that video, you'd right. have been like. My mom is just like. Right, I was a teenager. On top of that, I was a teenager and my mother was telling me and I wasn't going to listen to my mother. (laughs) And yes, that is my name, Herman Alejandro. What are your other middle names? Herman Carlos Alejandro. That is my full (laughs) name. Herman Carlos Alejandro. That is my name. Okay. All right. I'll put the link in the chat if any of you guys aren't in the challenge yet and you want to join. If you're in strides you're already in the challenge. So lucky for you, if you're in strides, go introduce yourself in the Facebook group. Okay, should we answer some questions or do you want to talk more about rider position? No, let's, uh, let's see what we can do. Okay, um, Marianne, from trot to canter, I tend to give all the reins, thinking my horse needs them, but I'm having a hard time transitioning to canter. Do I need to keep the outside rein like a side rein? Uh, Sure. Start there. Um, you need to keep some contact because it, it, and you're not the only one. We see it a lot. I'm, I mean, it might've happened it was so long time ago. I don't remember, but we all think, oh my God, if I have the reins, I'm putting on the brake. So I'm going to put my leg on and move my hands forward. And then what happens is the horse ends up on the forehand. And so he feels your leg, the reins go away. And so then they rush in the trot. Yeah. So you have to keep some contact. So the horse lifts up into the canner and then sure if thinking about it like a side rein you know you just got to start to change the picture in your head and develop the feel from that so if you think side rein in my outside rein cool uh if you think contact um i've always thought about it is like jumping over uh an oxer or something you know because i'm jumping up into canner so the horse has to lift up uh but yeah you have to keep the contact otherwise the horse falls on the forehand yeah, and also make sure like transitions are a really big place where you lose your rider position. Like I said, like everyone in the trot canter transition, I see this happen all the time and it makes me kind of crazy. They're going around in the trot and they have this nice position and their alignment is correct. And they go to ask for the canter and they like lean forward, kiss, throw oh their hands up their horse's neck like their entire position completely changes. And then the horse is like, what scared. just happened? I mean, because now the back. horse is out of balance and now the horse is scared and we don't want to scare our horses. Yeah. So it's really important when you're riding a transition that you maintain your position. And if you just think about keeping your position the same, your horse is um, going to, you're going to keep the contact. Like you don't need to think about pulling back or taking more with your hand. Just keep your position the same and right. keep that. And then just contact. apply the aid because the canter aid is, you know, inside leg at the girth, outside leg slightly relaxed, close your legs and go. It doesn't involve a lot of body English. Yeah. You know, the horse knows. And then if you're, the other thing is if you're having trouble with the trot canter transition, go back to trot walk, trot walk, trot walk. That's the best way because it takes it a step back. And it also makes sure that your horse is responsive, like listening to your leg, listening to the go. And once your trot walk trots are good, then try the trot canner again. Okay, we have a question on YouTube. She keeps asking, do you think 14 is too young to own a four-year-old off the track thoroughbred? 
I'm 14 and I have a four-year-old off the track trip. Okay. Right. You know, age is just a number, right? It really depends. Says the birthday boy. Right. So it's really like, how much you have, have you been riding since you were four years old? That makes a difference. If you started riding last week, it's a problem. And what kind of, like, you have to have help. You have to have right. support. Are you, you on your to... own? Do you, so no, it's not that the 14 is too young. It really just depends on what kind of support you have, what experience you have. And those things are more important than your age. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, my horse gets heavy and pulls down to get the reins. How can I can't counteract without pulling? So it sounds like her horse kind of wants to root a little bit the reins. Um, I think about making an L. All right. Let's see if I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> so you're riding, right? All right. So we're riding. Our hands are here. My horse roots down. I just gently lift up towards my chin, back to my belly button, and then forward. So it's up and out. Oh, that's good. I like up that. and out. So I, I, I rate, because you need the shoulders up. You don't want them pulling down. You don't want to pull on him and hold him up and keep him. In. So you say, come on, lift up your shoulder. And now let's move out forward. That's how I handle that. And it's also really important. Um, we did this great demo in Omaha. When your horse pulls, you have to make sure you're sitting back. Oh, yeah. Because the second that you're like at all on the forehand, when we did the demo in Omaha, it was so funny. Her mom like almost pulled the girl like over the little and like all she did was dummy? move forward. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's straight, and she just moved that much in front of the vertical. And I took three pounds, and she came just over. Yeah, because when she was sitting back, like if you're sitting back and your horse pulls on you, they're pulling you into the saddle. So they're pulling your entire torso into the saddle. But the second that you tip forward and someone pulls on you, then you're just going to get yanked over their head. And a lot of times that's why horses – root or pull down is because they know they can get your butt out of the saddle and then they and then it's just a game because they're like yeah. i'm not working i'm playing with you and yeah you're, oh my god what happened and the horse is going yeah and then they're not being malicious because they're not they're not they're but, just not malicious yeah but then it becomes a game okay here's another really good question from allison does my seat change when i'm doing leg yields and half passes or just my legs and reins no, your seat changes. Well, I don't know about you, but mine certainly does. I move around in the saddle. I do. But in what way? Uh, like in the half pass, I sit into the into the direction I'm going. Um, for the leg yield, once the horse learns it, because I'll be over on the outside in the beginning, but then I'm really stayed center, and then I swing my hip with yeah. the legs. If I'm keeping, if I keep my seat totally still then my weight isn't influencing the horse at all. Yeah. But, but I think the most common mistake that we see with riders is locking their seat when right. they um, go yeah, into yeah, yeah. lateral work. And then, and then this is the thing too. So many times we blame our horses when it's actually your fault. So like you go into the lake. It's and always like, my fault. You're like, <laughs> it is never the horse. My horse is stopping. My horse won't go forward. Um, the second I go into shoulder in, I'm losing impulsion. Well, what is your seat doing? So the main function of your seat is to follow and absorb the motion of your horse. And like Herman said, you shift your weight a little bit in lateral, but you're 
your pelvis still has to stay moving. But it's like what you say with your when, horse. when you call it, when you talk about the diagonal, the, the lead in the trot, right? So like say I'm shoulder ending on the track, right? So I'm following the lead of that outside diagonal. So I'm quiet and then I push and then I'm quiet and then I push. Right. You're pushing with your leg, but your and pelvis is going bounce, bounce, right. bounce, bounce, bounce with your horse. And then you have to push with your leg, but your pelvis is still bouncing up and down. And that's what we call the independent seat. And that's what takes a lifetime to develop is that ability. Like my seat is not perfect by any stretch. It's something that I'm still working on and something that mentally, if I'm in a leg yield or a half pass, I have to tell my seat to follow my leg to work, my seat to follow my leg to work. Because if, if I forget that and I just apply the leg your seat's gonna stop right then your hips don't move anymore you can't follow the rhythm because there's a, a stuckness yeah okay um let's see next question from veronica i think veronica's here my horse feels clunky going from canter to trot but when he's free in his paddock i don't see that happening so why when riding he's going from trot to canter and feels more fluid are there some tips you can give for making a more effective and gentle transition from canter to trot? Uh, what we just talked about 10 seconds ago, um, just based on that, your your hips aren't following the canter. So he, he's getting the leg aid and going to canter. But that clunky part is because not all of you is asking him for the canter. Only your legs is asking for the canter. That'd be my best guess on that one. Well, she was talking about canter to trot. Oh, the can oh down from yeah, that the, the canter to trot transition feels clunky. I think the canter and then it's just too restrictive. Yeah, and maybe you're not staying in balance, like maybe you're coming forward a little bit. But the canter to trot transition is, I think, one of the trickiest transitions because well, a lot that's of why times it's in the Grand Prix at the end, where you have yeah. to go canter trot because that is no joke. Yeah. Because a lot of times in the canter to trot, um, you can get a little out of sync with your horse. And that's probably why it feels clunky. Anytime it feels clunky is because you're no longer following that motion. And that is one really hard part about your position. Like it's easy to sit at a halt and be in the perfect position. But yeah. to be able to follow in transitions as your horse's gait is changing that is tricky and so for my downward transitions i never think of them as downward transitions yeah my canter trot transitions from the canter i'm pushing up into the trot so that the transition is forward and downwards and that gets rid of the clunky but i i just don't think about going like from fourth gear to third gear because then i'm slowing down and my horses end up on the forehand so i always think about i'm pushing up from canter to trot yeah it's like if any of you guys drive stick shift cars, I miss my old stick shift. Yeah. But you know, when you downshift and you have to rev the engine up and then let the clutch out so that there's not that clunk, it's the same thing with your horse. You almost have to push them forward and then do the downward transition. Otherwise, you get that clunkiness to it. Um, okay, Kristen so, has a question. Okay, go. What's the best way to cure leaning in? Oh, have someone yell at you. <laughs> Are you that's, offering? <laughs> yeah, that's just 
you know and then if they humiliate you while you're doing oh my it gosh. then it really no, burns the soul and then that. you fix it yeah no that's that's how i do it that is not my preferred <laughs> method herman made me cry once in the lesson yeah yeah okay my preferred method let me know whose method you prefer herman's <laughs> or amelia my preferred method is to remember to keep your outside hand down and that you're not driving your car. Because I think a lot of people, you know, when you're doing the steering wheel and you need to turn and you go like this and your outside hand comes up and like your body turns. So don't do that when you're riding. When you're riding, you have to keep your hand down and you have to turn like you're a camera on a tripod, but you don't want to tip to the side. Okay, Kristen likes my response better. Well, yours could be either one of us. <laughs> it was very non-specific. Well, I was the one that, that said oh, that, that you did, right. Yeah. Okay. Right. okay. Um, and so for this question, it's like you want to take your insights. You have to say what the question is. Not everyone can I'm sorry, it. but again, if you're doing lateral work and you put your seat bone He's blind. in the direction you want to go, but it's my inside seat bone that I push in the direction I want to go. Yes. I don't want to wait the outside. I want to sit on the inside and use that one to push over. Yeah. When you're doing your lateral work, you always want to be on your inside seat bone because that's over the horse's center of gravity. Be lateral work, leg yield is not technically lateral work. Right. Because it's not on the two tracks. It doesn't have that. Yeah. But shoulder in, haunches in, half past pirouettes. Ron Bear. Your horse is bending from their pole to their tail hopefully equally bent in the body. And so you want to be sitting on your inside seat bone so that you're helping your horse to stay balanced. And it's hard, I think, especially in half pass and haunches in, a lot of riders end up sitting on the outside seat bone because they're using, the yeah, but a lot of that's because they're using their outside leg as the active leg to get the bend, like to get the angle, to get the horse to move over. And so the whole body falls that way. Um, but rider position is so tricky because it's not only finding that position, but then you're on a moving object and keeping that position. And, and for those of you who haven't discovered it already, the faster you go, the harder it is. Yeah, for sure. And, and your rider position is something too, that throughout your ride, you have to constantly be recalibrating your position. It's something that like, I check in with all the time. I do a transition. I check my position. My horse boots. I check my position. Like I put my leg on. I have to go back to my position. And you also need to really, and that's a big part of the challenge is you need to know your body's tendencies because we all have certain tendencies. All of us are crooked. All of us, you know, have one leg that's stronger or a dominant hand. And so you need to, when you're recalibrating your position, you need to know exactly what to fix. Right. Well, and I know when I first started doing that and really working on the gross stuff, the big things that were just a mess. And now it's a little bit more fine tuning, but in the beginning, and I would start, okay, what are my toes doing? What are my heels doing? My ankle, my calf, my thigh, my hips, my chest, my arms, my head. And by the time I got to my head, my feet were bad and I had to start over. Yeah, and that's it just, a lot. Just kept going, feet, legs, seat, shoulders, head, and then start at my feet again. Because while I was thinking about my head, my feet would go to their default position. Yeah. 
But that's also part of what we do in the challenge is help you to identify what's the most important part of your position to start with. Because I do think sometimes we get too wrapped up in the wrong things. Like for example, Herman was talking about his hands. Usually if you- My elbows. Oh, your elbows. But- (laughs) This is a flying bird. (laughs) Okay, but usually if you have a hand problem, maybe not the elbows, but it's almost always coming from your seat. Or the lack of an independence. Yeah. Because so you always have to start with your seat, not with your flat. Well, maybe in your case. Well, no, I just went from the bottom. I just went from the bottom up. I just started at the bottom and went up. Yeah. I just started at the bottom and went up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I hope you guys are all coming to the webinar on Sunday. Like I said, I put a lot of effort into putting together webinars. And one thing that is important to me for everyone here is action, taking action on the things that you're learning. And so that's one thing we're going to do in the webinar, bring a pen and paper because you're going to be jotting down, you know, some action plans to take forward because I'm a big believer in action taking. It's a program of action. That's the only way you may change. Yes. And what's great about working on your position is that you are in control of you, right? That's the thing you can change. Yes. You might you not be able to change your horse. horse. Heli- what do we got? Helicopters, birds, ambulances, trucks, trucks, well, weed we whackers. Trucks. Weed whackers. That got us the other day. Yeah. Um, other people, your emotions. I guess you can tr- control your, um, your, emotions oh look Kristen says she's going to be sailing are you going to be sailing too probably i'm thinking maybe next week herman has a sailboat tell them about your sailboat i've got a 1969 cal 34 um i've had it for 20 something years now and uh he loves the ocean i love the ocean i love the ocean all right everyone we'll see you on sunday i hope gunshots no we don't have too many guns well Sometimes properties over, yeah. Chainsaws. Yes, if you can't make the webinar, still join the challenge. And yes, the webinar will be recorded, but we hope you can try. Okay, good. Good night, everyone. See you next week. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions, and I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, Get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.